Hello everyone and welcome to the One Point Safety Show with Scouse Andy and Scott. This is a Washington Commanders and NFL podcast with a twist. We'll give you weekly updates on the trials and tribulations of the Commanders and have special guests along the way. Anyway, that's enough ramble for now. On with the pod. So hello everyone and welcome back to the One Point Safety Show with myself, Scott Hartley, and my co-host, Scouse Andy. How are we doing, Scouse? You alright, mate? I'm not too bad, mate. Not too bad. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Been another busy week at work, but it seems to have flown in this week. I don't know what's going on. It's just back into the swing of things after the new year. I just uh, feel a bit down because we've had a couple of weeks off and it's straight back into the... Uh, into the uh, world of, of work, unfortunately. But today we are joined by an absolutely special guest. He is a regular in our WhatsApp group. Very special. Very special. Um, we've One way come of all, it. all the way from Ireland. Uh, we're joined by Tony Wheat, a longtime Commanders fan, another Brit. We were lucky enough to meet him at the Jags game, uh, the start of the season. And before that, he travelled out with us. So, uh, yeah, uh, how are you doing, Tony? You all right? Good. Good, thanks, Scott. Yeah, nice to see you, boys. Uh, seems like five minutes ago since we were in DC watching the Jags game, but obviously it's the whole season's gone now. So um, yeah, but great it, to catch up. It's just up crazy, with you isn't it? These these seven these seventeen eighteen eighteen weeks and so on just they fly by, don't they? The next yeah, thing you certainly. know, they're gone. Um, do. It's gone. So we've just got to- Tony on today, really, just to talk about his fandom, talk about how he became um, a Washington Redskins, uh, Washington football team, and now <laughs> Washington Commanders yeah. fan. All of the above. Um, what he's gone through through the years, how he's got on with it, and we'll ask him a few questions on the way. And then um, we'll he'll hopefully be sticking around with us for the podcast, and we'll uh, we'll chip in with our usual segments on the news. We've got a recap of the wild card weekend, Scouse's sizzle, and then we're going to go and look at the divisional round as well. So we'll we'll kick off with you then, Tony. Really, what um what made you become a fan of this team then? Obviously, over in Ireland. Yeah, well, it was back in the days when I was when I was still at home in England. Um, well, what we now know. In 1982, obviously, it started. Game started being shown on Channel Four. Um, started a bit before that. Um, friend, a uh, friend of my dad's went on business to the US and came back with a couple of pennants. You know, the good old-fashioned pennants. <laughs> yeah. I remember. Um, and one was a Redskins one, and one was a Cowboys one. And as the uh, as the elder brother, I got first dibs. Um, so I took the Redskins one, and my brother took a took the Cowboys one. Um, not knowing. Is he still anything. a Cowboys fan? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Oh mate, what's that about? You get, you yeah. get to turn him straight away. Uh, I, well, he, he's beyond. He, he's not as fanatic. <laughs> he's not as fanatical now, as me. He's kind of. He's a. He's more a casual fan, but he is a Cowboys fan. So I did let him have it last week. Um, <laughs> it's not quite as good as like someone who's a super fan, but. Um, yeah. So yeah, so we didn't know anything about the teams then, obviously, because the game wasn't even on in the UK. And then like that year, literally, was when they started showing the the games. It was a strike season in '82, um, and just by. Just by some pure happenstance, we uh, that was the year we won the first Super Bowl uh, against the Dolphins. Um, so I don't really remember too much about that because I was only nine, I think, at the time. Wow. Um, didn't really understand the game at that stage either, obviously, because you were getting an hour a week at, on Channel 4. Um, and then over the next course of the next two or three years, sort started to understand it more, get into it more. Um, and by the by the mid-80s, I was kind of in the, the fanatic stage already. So uh, that's wow. what getting on for about 38, 39 years. Really long time then. So, yeah. what is was there anything in particular then, like a, a play, or is there any 
game that you particularly watched that you thought, yeah, this is it now. I'm definitely 100% in, all in on this team. I think, funnily enough, it was probably the year after 82 when, when we actually lost in the Super Bowl to the Raiders, Super Bowl 18. Um, another That was like two years in by then, and, and I'd already kind of earmarked the team as, as uh, the one I was going to support because of the pennant. Um, but then, obviously, the, winning the Super Bowl in the first year helped. Everybody liked a bit of uh, glory chasing. Um, so I was kind of well into it by then. And, and, and then, obviously, we went into the Super Bowl against the Raiders in 83-84 in season. Big favourites. We'd scored the most points in NFL history. Hard, hard, hard to believe that now, obviously, watching our offence. But that season, we'd absolutely ripped it up. And pretty much, you know, the two games we lost, we lost 48-47 and 31-30 in that season. Um, 14 and two went into the Super Bowl, pretty strong favourites against the Raiders, and got absolutely obliterated. Um, but that that kind of I, I could tell that it was for real because of how upset I was, um, and I was only 10, so you know that kind of sealed it. And then over the next couple of years, we were kind of there or thereabouts again until 87 when we went back and won the Super well won the second Super Bowl after the second strike season. Um, so that must have been really amazing for a young kid then to see the Joe Gibbs era. You know, yeah. you've also seen Joe Gibbs 2.0, you know, 2.0. Yeah. I know Scouse has been a fan for a long time. You know, he's... Yeah, mine was a very to... similar, similar story-ish, but obviously right. for the 91, but for the 91. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I was like, I was like nine myself at that point, so I didn't really know too much about it. But my brother's obviously, he's like 13 years older. So he was kind of like trying to tell me bits and pieces. Right. Um, but he was into it because a bit like yourself, you know, the 80s have started off yeah. just going over here and they were actually good at that time. Yeah, so, yeah. so I said, and, and, and to be fair, that's a, I find that quite quite a lot really with a lot of fans. You, you see it as, because you know, you've got no true affiliation. So how do you, how do you get that affiliation? So you, something simple, like you mentioned with the uh, the plaque or, yeah. or, or you just see one tell you, thought, oh, I like them. You know, it can be something simple like that, can't it? That can really... Yeah, and it, that, you know? and it seemed that in the eighties there was a lot of a lot of teams that that were getting a lot of the um the, the TV coverage, and obviously they were the successful teams. And I think there's still the teams in the UK that have got the traditional fan bases, like you know the Dolphins, the Redskins, the Bears, the Forty Nine ers, the Cowboys. Yeah. You know all those teams that that were traditional powerhouses in those days um, got all the, got all the fans. And and I think there's a, there's a generation of, of guys my age or around my kind of age who are the sort of the original. Uh, sort of UK. Sort yeah, of, we bow to your fandom, Mike. Definitely. Oh, no, no, you don't need to. You don't need to do you that. Know, but oh, what do you, mine's... Know? you got the you, you got the best decade. <laughs> you know did. I mean? We've just got twenty five years the of nonsense. Shit. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I was. I, I looked at it again the other day because <laughs> somebody asked me something about it. And in the first ten years, from eighty two to from yeah eighty two to ninety one, because we won Super Bowl twenty, Super Bowl seventeen, and Super Bowl twenty six. So that's ten, if you count ten Super Bowls. We won three out of those ten. Lost a fourth and made another NFC Championship game. So a five out of those 10 seasons, we were in at least the NFC Championship game, which, you know, seems yeah, like a lifetime ago now. It's can't even get one that, playoff win, mate. Can't even get one playoff win. Now <laughs> yeah, it's mad, it's mad isn't Absolutely it? Absolutely awful. Yeah, barely, barely remember a playoff win. <laughs> no, so, 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 speaking of, so speaking of that, I mean, so, so you mentioned who's your all-time kind of favourite player? I think it's still got to be Joe Theismann. Um, Joe was the first... Because he, he even... Even back then, the single bar face mask stood out. It, it was kind of, you know, players still had the old duck bill face mask a bit, a little bit in those days. But there was, apart from kickers and punters, there was there was no one that had the single bar, and he just had that swagger about him and that kind of that personality. Um, and and then obviously, I, again, I remember 
how upset I was when I heard about his, his injury on Monday night, you know, against the Giants, Lawrence Taylor. So, you know, I, I was like traumatized because he was, I, I, I remember one of the, the happy, one of the happiest bits moments of, of my, my childhood, and this is going to make me sound really sad, was that it's probably what, it would have been 84 or 85. It was certainly before the injury of writing to, writing to Joe Theismann at the Redskins and getting nothing back for months and months and months. And then one day opening the door and, and support and there was this big, gold envelope with the Redskins helmet and Redskins Park, whatever, in the corner. Wow. Um, That's and cool. it was Joe Theismann signed photograph. And I was like, the most happy kid in the world at that point. So uh, I hope you still got it and the well, envelope. That'd be awesome. I don't know whether I have because... Hey, what's that about, lad? That's in frame somewhere. I know, <laughs> it I know. It should have been, yeah, 100%. I, know, I, I, th- I think my mum and dad when I moved out, ultimately ended up chucking because I had like all, oh. the t- all the touchdown magazines, all the gridiron, all the first downs, wow. quarterbacks, the books. I had everything. And I think it's all gone. And I had, oh. I had Joe Theismann photo. I had Doug Williams, Mark Rippon, Jay Schrader. And I don't I, I think they've all gone. Mm. I'm lucky wow. that I've still got a Joey T signed jersey. Framed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Class. I'd love that. Yes, Gauss is big into his memorabilia. I mean, I've not... Obviously, my fandom's really, really young, so I only started really properly pinning my colours to the mast in 2011, which is um, not a long time at all. Um, And then, obviously, RG Nee, that was me. (laughs) He was the the one who got me. He was the one who got me. Yeah, he got me hooked. Uh, I blame you, Robert. But no, um, (laughs) you know, I'm not into, like, massive into memorabilia and stuff, whereas, obviously, you know, I might do in in, in later years, I'm sure, but it's one of them. So who on the current roster, then, do you think is your favourite player at the moment, then? Have you got one, or do you...? It's funny, isn't it, because we're in in such a... We've been in such a period of a lack of success for, for so sort of long, relatively speaking. I mean, we've not been, you know, dreadfully bad other than one season, but we're we're in that kind of six, seven, eight win purgatory of, of neither being good enough to contend or bad enough to do a full rebuild. And, you know, there's there's a lot of players on the on the current squad. I mean, the, I suppose the obvious answer would be Terry because of just how good he is and how, not just how good he is, but how much of a team player he is and how much of a, a, a professional, how much of an ambassador he is. So that's probably the, 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 the predictable and boring answer, I guess. But mm. I don't know. I mean, look, this, this season, and I think we kind of, there's been a few, you know, blogs and things written about MVPs. Um, I've just enjoyed watching Payne all season. I think he's just been tremendous. And, and, you know, I think that somehow they've got to re-sign him, whether they franchise tag him or whether they come to a deal. Um, what do you think is going to happen there? Do you think he'll actually will sign a deal? I don't know. I, I I think that if you listen to the, if you believe what the team is saying, then they're, they're committed to try and do something with him. Now, I, I would be tempted to do it because... As 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 much as everybody's saying you can't commit all your money into you know you can't sign four defensive linemen to a contract to, to big deals, and I kind of agree with that. But at the same time, if even franchise tagging him this year buys you a little bit of time, because with the best will in the world, we don't know if Chase Young is going to come back to an elite level next season. We hope he does, but I don't think you can guarantee it. The signs were promising. Yeah, he showed some flashes, didn't he? Though, yeah. like high, high, high level. You know, he did. It's nice enough for a while. Mm. Yeah, and I think he probably will. And and the same with with Montez Sweat. Now, Montez Sweat's probably you know he's a tier below the the real elite um, defensive ends or you know pass rushes in the NFL. But he's you know you, you probably at least buy yourself a season because if if you if you franchise tag him, not that that's ideal. Um, then you've got another year to see whether you think Sweat's worth 
you know, the big investment and then Chase Young as well. So I think they need to find a way to get it done. I think I suspect they probably will. Um, but it's it's you know it's not guaranteed. Do you think he means. wants to stay? Because I think I've mentioned before on a couple of pods. Uh, I I think personally he doesn't want to stay. Because why would he? I think he could go pro- anywhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I no, I think I think that's a fair comment. I I don't know. I think he's been playing his cards fairly close to his chest. I think some of those sort of exit interviews at the end of the season were very a little bit coy. He was or just a you know, celebration with the all. Yeah, the old check, 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 check. Bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and why not? Because he, you know, he deserves it. His, his game went to another level this year with, you know, with the pass rush on top of the, you know, his run stuff. And so, yeah, I, I, there's got to be a way to make it work. I don't think it sends a very good message if you let him walk. Um, whilst I think at the same time, you know, they, they, you've got to you've got to also appreciate, and I don't necessarily think that everybody does appreciate what it would mean to sign four defensive linemen to sort of 20 million a year contracts. I mean, yeah. that's like, I know the cap's going up, but if you, if you're, you know, top end pass rushing now is getting closer to 30 million. So if you're committing best part of a hundred million of your salary cap to four players and they're four defensive linemen, mm. it's a bit of a, it's a bit of an ask, but it's, risk. same, it's, it's, it's a it's yeah. risky strategy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But at the same time, you know, Payne's another player who was drafted by the team and has come through and, and, and done well. And you want to reward those guys. They did that with Terry last year. I mean, that was probably, one of, John Allen as well. John Allen, yeah. And, you know, if there was a deal breaker with Terry, it was probably whether the, the team would have looked at the optics of how bad it would have been not to re-sign him, given that, you know, he was a third-round pick. He came through. He's a team leader. You don't let those guys walk. And and Allen, obviously, is perhaps a bit more vocal as a leader than, than Payne is. But but Payne, you know, as, as a first-round pick, yeah, I mean, done what you could expect. Yeah, eleven and a half snacks. Yeah, sorry, well, mate. Well, to me, it's, it's, sorry, mate, but it, it's it's amazing, though, isn't it, that these guys always do it in contract year? You know, mm-hmm. you understand? You know, <laughs> yeah. he's a five, he's a five years yeah. with us, and he's been pretty bang <clears throat> average really until last this season. Yeah, you know, he's been unbelievable, and it's just like, well, yeah, you, you did it for the money, really. I mean, the, the big time contract was was just around the corner. Yeah, he stayed healthy as well. He wasn't injured. He got injured a few, you know, every season besides this year. So yeah, you're thinking, well. You it's know, a good point. Got, There's a lot of guys always, have done that. There's a lot of guys who've done that. You've got agents as well, haven't you? In, in amazing, isn't heads, it? I, I, I just, you know just find I mean? it amazing. The cost of balls, not the stores. It happens to everybody, but... Oh, yeah. You know, a- the contract years, they turn it on. They do. And then and then the the, the the danger, obviously, then is as you get your money and you get content and you uh, you, you drop your level. Exactly. Off, so. And you drop, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're right. You're right. That's happened so many times. And, you know, we don't know mm-hmm. if it would happen, but it's definitely a, it's definitely a danger. Something to think about, anyway. Definitely. Yeah. So, is is there any other sports that you're into that you like that you um, have particularly navigated around? I know you're quite a big rugby, yeah, rugby, rugby union lad. Yeah, rugby, rugby. Yeah, I guess. Um, played it, you know, from since I was a kid. My dad was one of the founder members of my my club back home. Um, so I played up to junior international level as a, as a underage kid from England the nineteens. Never quite made it as a professional. It was just actually before the pre. The, my my peak. This is how old I am. Was before the game went pro in '95. So when I was in the sort of the England squads of age groups around 18s, 19s, um, that was the early. That was 1990, 1991, 92, and it was pre academies, pre all that. So I had I had a bit of a what do they call it in America? A bit of a cup of coffee at Leicester Tigers. A bit of a cup of coffee at Sale. Never quite made it, and just was happy enough playing you know National League rugby. Um, um, sorry, yeah. So I did a bit of director rugby when I finished there for for a couple of years at my at my club when we were in in the national leagues. Um, and what then I was moved. Uh, they call Longton the Longton Rugby Club. It's based in Stoke on Trent. Stoke, and, yeah, no Longton. Yeah, yeah, they've moved. They, they, place, anyway. They've gone. They're down. They've gone down about three leagues, I think, in the, two or three leagues in the last 
you know, it's my home club. It's my dad still heavily involved, and you know, it's always in my heart. But um, not as not as involved these days because bizarrely, I end up getting into discipline after after I finish. So I do discipline now for the for the RFU and for the Irish Rugby Union and the European Cup. Um, so yeah, I saw you going. Out. I thought you were in Cyprus, weren't you? Not so long ago. Well, that's that's something else as well. Yeah, the the, the discipline stuff is is like if you're a naughty boy and you get sent off, you you know, you come in front of a panel where you'll see my ugly mug. Um, I also do match commissioner stuff, which is where you you do um, you basically go out to, to international games and you you run all the off the field stuff. So you do all the you, you deal with the team managers, you deal with the off the field, the, the technical zones, the security, the medical, the drugs, um, anti drugs. That is, we don't take drugs. It's not that kind of do. Yeah, yeah, um, sure, well, sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> TV, all that, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's it's pretty involved. Yeah. So I was, I was in Cyprus in November, and I'm going to. I've got Portugal versus Romania in Lisbon the weekend Amazing. after the Super Bowl. So I'm nice. out there. Um, that'll be a big one because um, Portugal qualified for the World Cup this year for the first they time have, ever. Yeah. So they'll, they'll be, Ro- they'll Romania be are a really good tier two nation as well, aren't they? So, yeah. 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 Cyprus one was a little bit less. They, they were That was a couple of tiers below, but this is the sort of the, the level yeah, below the, the six the, 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 the Mouflons? I can't remember the mighty, they're called now. The mighty Mouflons. That's it, Mouflons. Mm-hmm. I remember because I was obviously based out there with the RAF for three years. Oh, yeah, years. yeah. It's huge military. So, yeah. um, obviously, we used to play up at Paphos and train with, yeah. with their first team. So, ah, yeah. yeah, really, really interesting. But they were just getting off the ground then. They were playing yeah, teams like really... Israel and stuff. Well, that was the game. That was that, that was my game. So, you can oh, imagine was it? on, a, on, a, go, on a, an island that's got a heavy military presence, you bring in Israel as well. Um, yeah. Israel came. I was, I was warned about this by... The, by Rugby Europe before the game, they was they said, look, Israel, because everyone else obviously gets official accreditation, and they were like, Israel are going to come with um, additional security. Um, so obviously, you know, ever since Munich '72, they, any Israeli sports team gets accompanied. So, yeah, so yeah, rugby, rugby would be the other one. That's that's uh, mm-hmm. takes up a bit. Yeah, that's really interesting, and you've obviously had Is quite that... a varied career there as well, haven't yeah. you? Really? Is that why you live in Ireland? Because of that, or no, my my missus is Irish, so um, she oh, she okay. moved, when we met, she moved over to England for what about six years, and then we decided that when our daughter was sort of school age, we'd come back here. So we came back here in 2019 because all of her family lived within like a stone's throw. I could throw a stone and probably hit half the houses. So um, it's very very local community, very sort of close knit community. So yeah, that's why we ended that's up cool. back here. That's nice. Cool. That's really nice. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, thanks for taking the time to tell us about your fandom, really, Tony. Um, right, we honestly really appreciate it. You're the first one to guest appear on our show. So, um, well, thank you. Worst, for... First yeah, yeah, of all, yeah. just get it out so of the way. Can only go uphill from here. Oh, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> well, we've got a bit of news, really, then, on commanders themselves. So, we're going to talk a little bit about the OC hire. Um, obviously, we knew Scott Turner was fired, and uh, to the delight of uh, Scouse Yay. there. <laughs> and, um, yes. We've got we've got a list of names here of people who've been considered or declined. So, we've we've interviewed today Atlanta. Um, sorry, no, let me start again. We've interviewed, is it? Uh, yeah, we have. It's the Atlanta QBs coach, Charles London, we've interviewed London. today. Yeah. Uh, assistant Miami assistant head coach and running back coach Eric Studsville has been requested permission to speak to him. Daryl Bevel from the Miami Dolphins was also in the frame but declined. Um, We're nobody's so, second choice, bro. Yeah, so here yeah. it comes round again. Nah, fuck him. Yeah, you stay in your nice hot, lovely yeah. Florida home. Nice hot Miami. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, doing nothing. Uh, no, yeah. we don't need Cut. you. Yeah. Coldwell's been talked about, Frank Reich's been talked about, and we've interviewed 
Pat Shermer, and we've also interviewed internal candidate Ken Zampezi, who's our current QB's coach. What's your thoughts on that then, Scouse? On anyone stand off for you there or stand out as a as a potential OC hire who you like? Or oh, an actual hire. I mean, mm-hmm. none of those guys that you've mentioned is the guy that I really want. So um, so yeah, for me, I, I want uh, uh, Bobby Slowick back from the 49ers. 49ers. But, uh, but he was with us, so he's got yeah. ties to us, you know. Um and he's been on defensive side of the ball and offensive side of the ball. And he was an, an, an analyst beforehand as well. Yeah. So he's got a, a little taste of all of it. Do you know what I mean? So I think it'd be, it'd be and he's obviously you know, making Purdy look like a bloody Tom Brady prime guy. Do you know what I mean? So uh, I'm, I'm all in for him. But, okay, if he's not coming, and the guys you mentioned, to be fair, I realistically think it's going to be Pat Shermer. I think it's going to be him who's going to get it. Um, he knows he's got, he knows he's got uh, ties with Ron. As well, from a long time ago, like fifteen years ago, we do it together. I think they were when they were both at Philly, um, yeah. so he knows them well from there. So I think it's going to be Pat Shermer. Um, but I'm Frank Reich, for example, he's got no chance of coming because Frank right. Reich's a um, he's he's going to be paid nine and a half million next year. He's not even working. Yeah. So there's no way another he's going to go. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll sign up for the for the Commanders OC post, which is going to be probably half that kind of cash. There's just no not, chance yeah. that there's just no chance he's going to take that. So forget him. So for me, it's unfortunately it's going to be Shermer, but I prefer Slowick. Any thoughts on you... on that, Tony? Yeah, I think probably tend to agree with with Scouts in some ways. I, I don't think any of these guys who are having head coaching interviews like like Reich and people like that are going to are going to be interested. And in, and obviously, you know, Bev will turn it down or even turn down the opportunity to interview because <laughs> he'd rather stay in Miami. Um, there was an interesting, an interesting one potentially thrown into the the equation today because the the Ravens have just fired Greg Roman, haven't they? They're offensive coordinator today. Yeah. Now, obviously, if if Ron's talking about a a run a run heavy offense, then you know, obviously, it's a bit different with 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 the Ravens because that was you know a lot centered around Lamar. But you know, that's the kind of offense that that Roman's kind of. Uh, you know, yeah, that, that ground yeah, that yeah. ground heavy offense is mm-hmm. something that he would now. Again, he was only fired today, so and he may not even be a contender. I don't, I don't know. I haven't looked into it if he if he's got any links to to Ron. Um, but the, I think the, the the problem is it's it's not an attractive job because, you know, you, you've got a coach who, regardless of a, a change of ownership, is probably seriously on on the hot seat next year. Um, may may only have one more year if unless things turn around. Um, and if there's an ownership, if the ownership change does come in within the next season, then there's a pretty good chance that whoever the owner is is going to clear house anyway. So I mean, you might possible. be looking at a one-year job. I, th- I, th- I find it. I find it the other option. I think you could you could work your way in as the head coach. Yeah, if possibly. You're, if, you're, if you're a good offensive coordinator, is going to yeah. come in and go. You know what? I'm actually going to tear this shit up. I mean, as in like I'm, I'm going to destroy the NFL. How good I am with my offensive scheme. And yeah. we've got the weapons. So from that side of things, you think. As long as we beef up the old line, we're going to yeah. be good. Do you know what I mean? An offense with with skill, skill, talent, yeah, and skill position guys. And I'm thinking, you, well, if do, Ron's do going to be think... gone, I fancy there's coaching job if I do well in my one year here because I'm not, yeah. I'm not affiliated to Ron. I'm a new guy, so I've got a chance to see what I mean. If you're good, obviously, if you, if you shit, obviously you're going to get fired as well. But mm. but if you're good, then why not? But again, it is a risk, especially for someone who's got a good reputation that might yeah. lose a little bit of that. But yeah, two things for me really is I, I I agree with you, Scouse and you, Tony. I think it will be Pat Shermer, but is it a smokescreen just to give Cam Ken Zampezi the job internally? We don't know that, and are we mm. going to believe 
what Ron and Marty said in their closing uh, end of season interview where they said they want to be a two to one run team. I don't think that works in the current NFL at all. I mean, if you look at all of the quarterbacks who are in the wild card round, you know, they're all pass heavy quarterbacks. They're all um, young. You know, they're all under, tw- I think the oldest, I think is Dak. There's only one. There's only um, one really that's run heavy and that's, and that's the 49ers. Yeah. They're the, they're the only one heavy team. All the other guys are, are throwers. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So, um, I think I think it's it's a hard one, man. I think it's a hard one. Cause... I mean, no offense, no offense in the NFL is going to be two to one anyway these days. You know, six, you know, sixty, sixty six percent to to thirty three percent breakdown pass to you know rush to pass. I mean, that's not going to happen. Simple as that. I mean, I think what he's, I think probably people have jumped on that a little bit too much and and taken that literally now. I think what he's what what they're alluding to is the fact that they they have seen us have success in those little sort of runs of games where we've won this year and last year where, you know, we've controlled the ball, controlled the clock, play good defense. And I think that basic template is what he's after. I think the two to one thing is, is obviously a little bit. See, see, I I don't think so. If if you look at our offense, right. And you say to me, where's, where's our best players? What position would you say our best players are on offense? Receiver. Exactly. It's receiver. So, you you know you've got strength and depth. You've got four quality dudes. I mean, Darmy mm. Brown's decent if you actually give him the ball. And Howell will next season for hundred percent if he starts. Obviously, mm. um, I just think like we, we want. I mean, I'm hoping that there's a smoke screen. A smoke screen. He actually actually going to start passing it a lot more. That's what I yeah. want. I want to see a lot more. You know, I'd I'd, lo- I'd love to see a new guy come in who's got like a bit more kind of you know yeah. new ideas rather than actually just stale old shite. You know, I mean, that yeah. we see. I don't have. I don't have any problem with them, with them, you know, wanting to to be able to run the ball well because I think with our receivers, if you if you use if you run the ball well, you can then use play action to just kill people because teams are going to have to stack the box a little bit more, you know, <clears throat> and then and then you know if they're going to have to respect the run a lot more, assuming we've got a quarterback that can actually throw the ball to the the right colour jersey, and <laughs> we've, we've got the we've got the weapons that, that that can do the damage like Sky said. So I think there's I think there is some some you know. There's some hint of a smoke screen there. What do you think about Hal? Yeah, that was my next question. I, yeah, yeah, yeah I, well done. <laughs> I, I, you know, he, he was he was great against Dallas, you know, and I think he he should be given every opportunity to win the job. I don't think he's just to be handed the job on the basis of 19 passes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was 11 out of 19, and if you take out the bomb, which obviously was a was a great play, he was 11 out of 19 for about 120 yards. So, but at the same time, to me. He, he showed the, the characteristics, take the stats out of it. He showed the characteristics that you need from a, from a quarterback. You know, he, um, he, you know, obviously he's mobile as well, which, which is a massive advantage, but he's got a little bit of moxie, a bit of swagger in, in the sense that like Heineke has, but he's actually got more tools. He's obviously got a much bigger arm. So I, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't anoint him right now. I think you'd be stupid to not actually look at what the free agent market is, what the trade market is, because there's a lot of quarterbacks out there who could potentially be moving teams. I think they need to be wary. I think we need to be a bit like the Colts um, and just kind of say, listen, we're not just going to saddle ourselves with another retread, um, you know, again. Um, you know. But wouldn't most, but wouldn't most these like, these uh, quarterbacks that could be coming available, they are retreads, aren't they? Unless you're like getting someone who's been there one or two years. Yeah, technically they are. But what, what about, what about you know, just throwing a name in there, that it wouldn't be a retread. What about Trey Lance? You know, if 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 the Niners win the Super Bowl, who's going to be the starting quarterback next year for the 49ers? Well, that is interesting. That'd be an interesting conversation. Yeah. Birdie. Trey Lance. I was listening to a pod tonight on the way home, and and they were saying Trey well, Lance. No, no, it wasn't it you, mate. Wasn't you? Wasn't you? Cheers. That's fine. Sorry, right. I'll <laughs> I'll try and improve. Um, 
No, but they were saying that if you know, obviously, you know, Purdy's almost done enough to win the job as it is anyway. Um, and if if they win another game or another couple of games, you've got to think he's the starter next year. Now the Niners might just keep keep Lance anyway because they're you know Jimmy G's a free agent, so they're gonna they're gonna lose him regardless. So whether they'd want to lose two of those two guys is probably doubtful. But if Lance wants to start, I mean, he he did that ridiculous tweet with the guy who's being as pointed to the the Titans GM, hasn't he? Who's now, who I think it was the 49ers head of player personnel, and he's tweeted with like the photo of the guy of the, the the guy and then three crossed fingers which people have it could oh, just okay. be wishing him all the best but people are interpreting it as being like please come and trade for me um so yeah so there's going to be it's not just the sort of the you know the 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 Derek Carrs and the Jimmy G's of this yeah. world the, the Jacoby Brissett and all these kind of you know serious retreads there's some young guys out there like like Lance you know and and I don't want to <laughs> you know get set too many hairs running but you know, Lamar Would Jackson. You go and trade for him. Um, depends what they wanted for him. What for yeah. for for Trey Lance? Lance, Lance um, yeah. potentially. But then again, because they're going to want their they're going to want their investment. And they need to do three firsts. Oh, they're not so. going to get anywhere near that. Are they? But I think the thing yeah. with the thing is, is you know, he didn't really have a, he hasn't had the chance to in a sustained run of game to show what he can do. But at the same time, Purdy's coming and and shown that he can do it. So. You know whether whether they just like cut bait on him and say we'll get what we'll go with Purdy we'll get what we can for him. Um, yeah, I, it's it's a strange one, isn't it, Tony and and Scouts? Because I've heard various rumors. I mean, the first person that sprung to my mind was what what's Jordan Love doing in Green Bay? Who yeah. who who knows? So there's one that we could potentially get for quite a low pick. If you if you're looking well, at trying to I do think that. that, I think that'll depend on Rogers. What yeah, he's it will totally. do. It all totally. it all will do. And then you've got, um, I mean, there's the the rumor out there that Justin um, Fields at the Bears are, are they willing to take a quarterback with the number one pick? And if they yeah. do that, you're going to have a a quarterback sale. I mean, ideally, you, you'd give up a second for that, but they're probably going to want our our sixteenth pick for um, Fields. But oh, I mean, yeah. would you would you take Fields? I mean. Probably, I would. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, think I think he's a good quarterback. I think so. If the price is right, he's still on his rookie deal. He's got what three years of his rookie deal, two two years, and then the fifth year, hasn't he? So he's got at least two years guaranteed. But there's a lot of guys out there, and you know, you you, you mentioned Rogers there. You know, he's given another one of his me 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 interviews yeah, the other day on, that, yeah. on McAfee, which is just ridiculous. But you know, he, he's he's well, he's already written his ransom note with you know sign my sign my mates, otherwise I'm off kind of approach. So if he happened to become available, you know, and as daft as it sounds, Brady's a free agent. Now, would would, would you take Brady for twelve months? Don't know. Maybe. Um, I would. Yeah, you probably would. I would. I'm, but, imagine, imagine how much Hal could learn of someone like. Him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, that, yeah, that'd be a good situation for that. for yeah. either Rogers or Brady. Now, I, I don't think I don't hold any hope that either of them would come to Washington. But um, hey, you never you know. You never know, Tom. Might you know if if he sort up the whole line. Well, no. yeah, he's, got I mean, weapons. he's got the weapons there. We have, we, yeah, we have a better argument to attract someone like those two guys this year because you can say that you can actually say, look at our skill position players. You know, mm-hmm. neither, neither of those two guys are going to go to a team. I mean, you know, they're going to go. I think, I think Brady go will end losing. up at the Raiders. I think that's yeah. where he'll end up. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably the most likely with the McDaniel's connection, but because we haven't got any, you know, real connections to him. So, and and apparently, uh, again, on, a, on on another pod, which which wasn't your pod either. Um, Somebody was saying that um, the word word on the thanks, mate. Love you too. The word the word on the word on the street is that if Brady wants to go to Vegas, there's, a, there's pretty much a deal already in place. So 
who knows, you know, not to believe. But and of course, the other wild card to throw in is Lamar Jackson. Yeah, that's. Um, I mean, that's a serious. That's a serious (laughs) amount of money. And actually, John Taman off the Bullying Burgundy Pod has already said if Lamar Jackson does sign for this, he's going to go up, and he'll take him from Baltimore every (laughs) every game and 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 be his chauffeur, his personal chauffeur to get him down here. Yeah, there I just seems so to be there just seems to be more stuff coming out that that suggests that the relationship between the Ravens and and him is getting increasingly frayed. And obviously, you know, he represents himself; he doesn't have an agent. And and you know, and Harbour, John Harbour, had plenty of opportunity in the last few weeks to sort of, you know, defend him when he was being asked about him, and never really did. He just no. he just his staple answer was like, "Well, we you know we think he's going to be healthy. We, I thought he was going to be healthy by now." And not none of it was. The PCL no. tweets were very strange as well, you know, openly going out there and saying, "Yeah, my knee isn't right," you know. And then yeah. you've got other players coming around saying he's walking around and the facility. The, day, the, guy, the guys are running quarterback. You can't, you can't expect him to do an RG knee, no, and blow his knee out. No, that's exactly what he did, and that was the end of his career. So, and this guy's got no contract left after this year. So, if he, if he comes out there and gets hurt, like yeah. long term hurt, yeah, it's game over. He's going to get half probably what he's going to be worth now. So I, mean, I understand where he's coming from. I, mean, I, you know. I get it as well. I mean, part of his problem is that he, you know, he wanted the, the fully guaranteed Deshaun Watson contract, and and the Ravens aren't going to give it to him. As far as I can tell, I mean, um, Randy Mueller on the Football GM show was saying that you know because he's the ex whatever he is, he's the ex Saints and Seahawks GM was saying that there's no way that the Browns basically got got giddy and kind of realised that the only way they were going to get him was to offer him a ridiculous contract. It was almost like. Let's offer him everything, and then when it when he took it, they were like, "Oh, shit! We've just given him a fully guaranteed <laughs> contract here." And all the other owners, all the other owners around the league, are going, "What the hell have you just done there?" So it opens the, market, the door, then, doesn't the it? You know, mm-hmm. Look at Kirk Cousins; he got a fully fully guaranteed contract in Minnesota, and then you've got others who've also picked up fully guarantees, and it's just yeah, it's getting wild. And I think this is going to be a busy off season. Um, not just for the commanders, but NFL wide. So if yeah. you're bored and you feel like you, you know, football's gone, it hasn't. It's a 24/7 sport. So, you know, we can sit and watch Good Morning Football and everything else that's on draft there. Draft time, draft yeah, free draft agent time's time, coming up as well. There's there's mm-hmm. lots, lots, lots going on. On other news, then we're still talking about the sale. Obviously, we're not. We known a little bit more. It's bleeding out slowly. Um, obviously. The NFL keeps its cards very, very close to its chest as to who has bid, who hasn't bid. Um, we saw that bids were around the 6.2 billion mark is what they've they've come out and said it's there or thereabouts. Um, no one knows, obviously, who has bid and who hasn't bid. Um, but media sources are saying that no Jeff Bezos bid, um, but the door isn't closed. Um, Josh Harris is a person to look out for and that Todd Bowley is out. Um, and hasn't um, made a bid on the uh, on the commanders. I think he's too interested in Chelsea at the minute. To be fair, um, he's got a lot going on. Any thoughts on any ownership? Then Scouse, I'll go with you first. Um, any ownership news on that, or anything that you've seen that's come out recently? Or no, you just want to it down? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, to be fair, I, I don't. Yeah, Zach, I don't care who it is. To be fair, it can't be as bad as Dan Snyder. So let's face it. So, um, but from I just think that the way the way it normally runs when you sell a, a, a franchise in the NFL, the NFL is very secretive, and you never find out who the owner is until it's signed, sealed, delivered. Now the thing is that all these guys, all these names being banded about, they're, they're, I don't think they're even in it. I think there won't be it won't be any of those dudes because 
the, the, the NFL don't allow people to like leak it out to say who's actually bid on it, who's doing this, who's doing that, who's, who's the lead bidder. It, it doesn't work like that. The NHS are very secretive about it. So all oh, this is all crap, all smokescreen, all like kind of media, media spin and everything else. I think I think none of those guys you've mentioned are going to get the team. Yeah, yeah, Tony, what's your thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a, <clears throat> I think there's a lot of, um, you know, smoke and mirrors, cloak and dagger at the moment. I think um, I, I've I've seen it said that that uh, Bank of America, who are you know obviously brokering any any sales, have been leaking out little bits and bobs of information here and there to try and bump the price up. Um, that you know, I think that that initial some of those initial reports of it being they've had bids north of seven billion um, supposedly emanated from within Bank of America. Um, wow. And that's, you know, 6.2 or 6.3 or whatever it is, that's the top bid so far. Again, has been leaked out so that people can see where the market's at. And um, so, yeah, it's like, like Sky says, I, I think that there's names, if you if you looked at the Broncos sale, like last year, there was names being thrown around all over the place as well. So I wouldn't, until something is sort of a definitive lead, um, you know, they, they, everyone made this sort of assumption that it was going to be Bezos now. He hasn't submitted a bid, but at the same time, there's nothing, there's nothing stopping him at any point coming in and saying, right, well, okay, I'll I'll pay seven billion now. Obviously, the 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 story is that that well, Snyder doesn't want to sell to him because of the Washington Post connection. But is is he going to spite? You know, is he going to cut off his nose to spite his face if Bezos is going to give him seven billion and somebody else is only going to give him six point three, given the debt that he's got? Like you said, Scarce, the other day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because he's so eight hundred million, isn't it? Yeah, he owns, he owes quite a lot of money. I mean, that, that stays under million just for those guys this time. He still owed money to the NFL before that. Yeah, um, I don't know how much. So he, was, he, I think he owes was... at least over, I think, it's billion and a half. I think he owes. In oh, is it really? Wow. Yeah, but he so bought out. Money. He bought out the other guys, and there was it forty percent. I think it was of the team. Yeah, it was, it was and, eight hundred million, was it? wasn't it? Yeah, and the yeah, NFL extended the NFL extended his debt limit uh, to beyond mm. what their usual level is. So he's clearly, you know, he's he's clearly well in. Uh, he's well in debt with the NFL. Yeah, well yeah, him. yeah, absolutely. Um, so he, he's, yeah. you know, like you said, he's got a, he's going to be making a ton of money. Oh, he's going to make shed loads off it. Oh yeah, 100%, you know, he, he only paid whatever he paid. I can't remember what he paid. Was it like I think 90, he paid eight hundred million? Eight hundred million? Yeah, 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 something like that. And that was but nineteen, ninety nine, was it? Ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he's going to, you know, he's going to make a ton of money. But you know, he'd be foolish not to maximise his, his uh, the potential of sale, even if. It pains yeah. him to sell it if Bezos does, and he may not. Be, the whole Bezos thing might just have been a massive assumption. Um, yeah, it could have been. Because the other the other thing with Bezos is they were talking about. Um, I saw again listening to somebody talking about the the fact that the Seahawks are going to be coming up uh, yeah. fairly soon as well, and you know Amazon apparently is the main headquarters of Amazon. Yeah, Seattle. Yeah, Seattle. So you know you know, you just don't like you said it. You just don't know. I mean, any anyone but Dan, um, basically. Yeah, and do we think are we all in agreement that we think he is definitely going to sell the full, yeah, full team? Or because there's been rumours again, is it only the majority share that he's going to sell? He's going to keep a minority stake and dig yeah, his well, balls into that this was team. My, that was me. That was me. My sizzle. What was? I mean, I'm, I'm, oh, sorry, Dan, I'm not sorry. That's all right. But I'm not having Dan Snyder hanging around. It's either all or none. Do you yeah. know what I mean? You're kind of this fucking guy just just lingering around the background. Fucking no, no I don't think he, I don't think he would do that. I think if he was going to do that, he'd sell a minority stake and keep the majority. I think it, it, what's the point of him keeping a minority stake? You know, he's, he's still going to so he can get his claws in the team. Still, that's all that is. Well, I don't know if he didn't have any if he didn't have any influence, but the, you know, all the all the signs are indicating the fact that that it's going to be a full sale. Um, you know, 
Bank of America said that they, you know they've had six, is it six bids, six official bids come in. So and and you know if you if you read the tea leaves and listen to some of the the local beat guys, they've all heard that it's you know not going to be too far off. So if you take that at face value, then then you know it looks like it won't be too far away. Um, Which will be great how, news for how, us. How's quick though? How how soon soon? Yeah, exactly. I mean? Could be anything, yeah. couldn't it? Exactly. I mean, if it's if it's before, you know, it's going to be seriously pushing it to be before the NFL meetings in March, the end of March. I um, mean, that's only what two months away. So I can't. I'd be surprised if it was that quick. But you never know. Um, I mean, would they? Would you think if something was kind of like near enough signed sealed, do you reckon they'd like um, create a you know, an, an extra meeting, for example? To get yeah, they do an extraordinary general meeting, don't they? Yeah, possibly. So, that, possibly yeah, so. because maybe for the Super Bowl or something like that. So it gives. The new owner, some possible time to get a new head coach if he yeah. wants to do it now this year. Yeah. Rather than next. Well, it impacts on a lot of stuff, doesn't it? I mean, it impacts mm. on the you know free agency, the draft, the coaching, you know everything. And I think the other thing is that that, that was seen by some to be a bit of an indicator was that Rivera's end of season meeting with uh, Snyder to set the budget for next season was pushed back. Um, I think it was meant to be. So what's it, that mean then? It was meant to be last week, and it's been. It was pushed back. To, I think they said to this week. Now I don't know if, if that's happened or not, but they may, that may just be diary clashes or whatever. I don't know, but um, I suppose the, the the tongues wagged a little bit to say, well, you know, does does that mean that a sale might be close, and they're just waiting to to finalise it, and they'll keep pushing it back because obviously Snyder Snyder isn't, if, if Snyder knows he's selling, he's not going to be committing to to paying big money out for free agents and things like that. Because why would he? You know, you could have a scenario where you've almost got. Again, this is the from something I listened to on the the, the GM podcast where um, Randy Mueller was saying that he was part of I think it was, was it Seattle there was a, whichever team he was with at the time and the team was being sold and he said and effectively even though it hadn't been officially announced the new owner was was actually behind the scenes and that they were they were having to run things by the current owner and the, the guy who was going to be the new owner um, around things like free agents you'd have to you know because obviously the, the current owner is going well we ain't paying. Big money for a free agent, and the, yeah, they the got new, to cut the, the checks, aren't they, for the signing yeah, so bonus? New owners going, thing. yeah, you know, because if you make, if you you've got to put your money in escrow and all this kind of stuff for, for, for big contracts and stuff. So, it, it, time is of the essence, really. Otherwise, you know, this this coming year, and I think a lot of fans would probably take it if it was just for one year. If it meant that Snyder did go, this year almost might be a little bit of a holding year, and that would allow you to definitely start howl, see what you've got there. And then when the new owner and everything's come in and, and, you know, at the end of next season, say, you go, right, well, we either have or haven't got our franchise quarterback in Howell. And we've got a new owner who's now going to fire everybody, start again. We're going to draft a quarterback or trade for a quarterback. And, and there we are. That's the reset. And that's exactly I what I think will yeah, happen. Yeah. That is mm-hmm. what I think will happen. Um, I don't think we'll have a sale by the um, end of March. I think it'll be more likely April, May time. Um, you know, NFL seasons, obviously, uh, the season, new season starts in the end of March after the owners meeting. Um, so I think 1st of April, isn't it? It starts going properly. Um, or is it the very back end of the March? New, the, new, the new league year is usually sort of middle of March, I think, because that's is when free agency starts. But the league, the league meetings are usually towards the end of March, I think. Yeah, so I don't think we're going to get anything ratified yeah. there. They'll just I call mean, an extraordinary I mean, general meeting think... and go from there. That's why. That's why I agree with what you're saying about kind of Howells being the starter. I think he will be the starter. Uh, I think they will get, but they will get some veteran backup player. Yeah, because I can't see him paying Heineke ten mil, ten fifteen mil. Like no, you might get somewhere right. else. You no, might think... get that somewhere else. 
yeah, which is a bit excessive. But he could get it. He could pull it. Um, so I think I think you are talking about those retreads, th- those dodgy guys. They all these resets, and I think I think it'd be someone like him. But you could Ty sign, yeah. Taylor, you know, those yeah, guys. Exactly. I, but I think you could sign some of those guys. Yeah, that, 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 you... that level of of guy on the relative cheap, as you know, on the understanding that you are the backup and you are there essentially to sort of mentor and you know, not mentor but help out. Howell, you know, you don't want to, you you wouldn't do that if you were signing Derek Carr or Jimmy G. These guys, exactly. these guys are not going to come in as, as the backup or as the mm-hmm. guy who's going to help out Howell. They're they're going to come into play. So, mm-hmm. and then obviously your Brady's and your you know your Rogers will yeah, well, obviously be, they're gonna be play. another another <laughs> level entirely. So yeah, you've yeah, probably yeah. got like three levels of free agent there. You you know that and what the guy that we would be after would probably be in that Brissett, Tyra, you know Tyra Taylor, like you've said, kind of Teddy Bridgewater. The sort of level of of of, uh, of backup. Mm. Yeah, I agree with that. So we'll move on then to Scousey's sizzle. If you've still got a bit of a sizzle, if you haven't, that's as fine. As sizzle is now, mate, is you right? All sizzle. Okay, for bringing all up my down. sizzle beforehand. Yeah, he's, he's sizzled he's sizzled, out. sizzled me out, man. Fair enough. Then we'll move on to the recap of the wild card <laughs> weekend. Then. So we've got the Bills were playing the Dolphins. Bills won thirty four thirty one in a very tight. Uh, in division game, Vikings twenty four, Giants thirty one, Bengals twenty four, seventeen, yeah. Bucks fourteen, the Cowgirls thirty one. Didn't expect Forty Niners forty one, Seahawks twenty three, and the yeah. Jags thirty one, Chargers thirty. Duval, I lost a bet. I love you, Karen. Sorry. Anyway. I went to bed. I went to bed at twenty-seven nil. So did I. So did I. So did I. So did I. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's over. You threw the fourth pick and thought, oh, that's it. That's over. Yeah. Time to go to bed. What? Soon the as, fuck? As soon as it went twenty-seven nil, I was like, this is definitely over. Uh, I, I yeah, went my, wife, pick, my wife bought a Jags hat. Yeah, I saw that. Then, yeah, I saw you yeah. Is that to piss wild. you off? Is that what that was? Or was she actually yeah, a Jags fan? No, no, to do it on purpose, just to annoy uh, me because she she likes the badge and teal colours. But hey, it is what it is. Uh, Hang got a clue, but to be fair to her. She actually sat and watched the first. She sat and watched the first <laughs> half with me, and I was laughing when the, when that last pick went in and smoked. went. That's it. Yeah. I'm going to bed. See ya. And I just up, woke up and was like, "Wow, that's actually just happened." Great <laughs> game, that. To be honest with you, when I watched it back, what was your standout game then, Scouts of that wild card weekend? It's got to be that pick. It's got to be that one, hasn't it? <laughs> that's to be. Yeah. You know, they were dead and buried, and then and then to, to, like Lawrence was having a fucking awful game. Do you know what I mean? Uh, in the first half, and then. You know, the second half, he was like a completely different quarterback again. You're thinking, we do a minute. And then there's, there's obviously loads of pros and cons of that game. I mean, when you're looking at uh, the offense of uh, the Chargers, what happened there? What, what happened in the second half for them? They only gained three points all game, all, all second can't, half. They can't run the ball. That's what you need to do in that situation. And I don't understand why not. You've got Eckler there. Eckler's a, yeah. an elite running back. Man, they don't use him properly. Well, they, they do in the passing game, but he's not an every down back in the in the in the sort of running back sense, but they should do a better job for sure. And they've got, yeah, I mean, they've got Josh Kelly as well, who's more of a, bru- a bruiser if you want to use the bruiser, mm. but just use them. Just yeah. keep just pounding the rock, man. You waste the clock as best you can. From exactly. the start of the half, from yeah. the start of the half, just fucking waste it. You're 27. A lot, up, of, you know uh, I mean? lot of questions on Brandon Staley now. You know, I saw the out the fallout from that. Loads and loads you of might, questions. You might get fired. On, you might get fired for he that might, because of how bad that was. Yeah. I know they got rid of their OC. Yeah, I don't think he, I don't I don't think he will now. They fired the OC and they fired the quarterbacks coach. So I think he's pretty much safe. Yeah, I think he's safe for at least another Scapegoat. year. Scapegoat, scapegoat. Yeah, two of the boys. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, As somebody like said. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, but somebody said it. Was it um, was it Joe Lombardi, the offensive coordinator's decision to play Mike Williams in the week, 
the, the week 18 game. Mistake, matter. <laughs> I mean, no, that was clearly Staley's decision. So, mm, exactly. interesting exactly. one that definitely. Um, we'll cover the Vikings and the Giants then. So 31, uh, 24 31 to the Giants. I think we, we, if I look back, the only one that we didn't. Um, get right out of our prediction scouse was the uh, Bucks game. We we both took oh, the Bucks, yeah. mm. um, and the only say, one that can we I pick got the wrong was that. <laughs> no, you did pick the Giants, definitely. Yeah. Um, obviously, Kirk Cousins doing Kirk Cousins things. You know the fourth and eight, and he he throws a, he throws oh, a three man. yard uh, three yard. That's nearly as bad as him taking that. a knee that time. Remember when he should have spiked the ball? Yeah. And he should he took just a knee for just before half time. For, yeah. Like, what are you doing, bro? He, just, like, yeah, he has British brain farts. He does. You're this guy's right. like 35, 40 million a year for that dude. Come on. Yeah. Unreal, isn't it? It's just crazy. <laughs> it's it's like, absolutely crazy. It's like when he did that against Philly. As soon as he did it, you could kind of see him go. Like, oh, no, well, don't and, uh, and then it was the exact same thing when he was walking off the field, you know, on Sunday when he, he, he threw it short and he was kind of like, oh, hang on. What have we done there? It was fourth <laughs> and eight. It's, yeah, he, he, th- he probably thought it was three and eight. That's probably what he yeah, thought. He third and eight. Somebody said That's that. That's why he yeah, checked did, it down. Did, what did he think it was third down? What a tool, maybe, man. maybe. Well, we've got the divisional round now, so we'll go through and we'll have a look at the divisional round and what we think will happen here. There's a there's a couple here that I'm a bit on the fence with, and we'll start <clears> off with the Jags at the Chiefs. Um, I can't see anything other than a Chiefs win there, to be honest with you. Um, the Jags were very lucky. They played well with Trevor Lawrence, and he's come on Second no off. end. Obviously, amazing what you do when you get an actual coach that can coach a quarterback. Yeah, um, yeah. you know the Urban Meyer days uh, are gonna are gonna be something that's not gonna sit in the record book very long, is it? Um, I I really like what they're but, doing there. You know, I, well, at I really least they think made they're that. Made that they, they realized the early doors, though. Oh, we mean no, but this guy, this guy's fucking shit. Yeah. I don't Sad. think you. I don't think you could have. do that. He could have stayed in any way, shape, or form. Um, um, but, really we, but we what we do we we leave yeah, guys there who are garbage for like five years. You know, Jay Gruden's garbage. You know, <laughs> these guys he's are garbage. Good, he's, he's, not, he's a good OC. He's okay as an OC. But, but he's not playing. A... He's not being an OC though, is he? He's a head coach. No, he was a head coach. He had McVeigh yeah. there. He had fucking. <laughs> he had so many dudes. He could have his offensive coordinator. Shanahan, Mike Lafleur, fucking Shanahan Lafleur. Yeah, um, McDaniel. You know, McDaniel. Yeah, McDaniel for the Jets guy. Jets guy in it. Jets guy. Um, no, and yeah, we kept fucking dickhead Gruden. Do you see what I mean? Like, that's the kind of shit we do, you know. So, who are you then, picking like, then on this Jack game? Then? Like, Jack was like, Yeah, yeah, I'm fucking he's shit. Let's get rid straight away. Fair play. Who, you, who are you picking in this Jags, Jags Chief game? Is it or is it across the board, Chiefs? Well, no, it's got to be, it's got to yeah. be the Chiefs. I mean, it will be again. I always say it'll be closer than you think it will be. I think it will be close because the Jags D's actually pretty good. To be fair, I know they got yeah, burned first half, and, but and their defense is, is not the best. Actually, you know, they, 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 oddly enough, when they've always played it close, when there are more than a seven point favorite with the bookies, it's always ended up very close. Um, and this is like a fourteen point swing. I think looking at the betting market on this game. Um, towards That's the a Chiefs. Bit to be fair, if, if it was going off the spread, I'd probably pick the Jags. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, 14 points too. a lot, I can't see Massive. them winning by, more, by that. So, But he will win, but I just think it won't be that. Yeah. Won't be that. Can't, be can't that. see beyond the Chiefs there. I think the Neither Jags are always I. at the stage where they're almost kind of happy to be here now, kind of approaching, playing with house money and, you know, Exactly. Can we make a team dangerous, though? Can we make a yeah, team dangerous yeah, and playing yeah. with house money? Like, like the Giants, you know, against Minnesota. Everybody was like, "Oh, you're playing with house money. You made it. You did well." Yeah. No, went so speaking, and speaking of the Giants, they're going to the Eagles. Obviously, we laid the blueprint as to how to beat the Eagles. Um, 
they're very similar in the way that they can set up with, uh, you know, Saquon Barkley, a uh, mobile quarterback in Daniel Jones. Uh, again, there's an option potentially. I know it sounds as daft Daniel as it Jones. sounds. You know, Daniel Jones could be an I can't option. See Giants He's a go now after this I can't now. I can't now. What a dick move, though, not taking his fifth year option. Exactly. That's yes. a dick move, that one. Well, this time <laughs> last you year, more now, bro. You know, yeah, well, it's, it's cost him <laughs> now, but this time last year, you know, if it hadn't worked yeah, well this no. season, they just released him and he'd, he'd have been gone. So oh, hindsight's always 2020, isn't it, though? That's the thing. Yeah. So, so the Giants could be dangerous in this game. I think the Eagles, you know, it's, I often worry about the teams that, that sort of started off the season really hot. Um, and you know, it's not how, you know, they will say it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And I think they've, they've cooled down to some extent. And the you know obviously having hurts injured hasn't helped him, but you know will he will he be able to play to his previous level? Will he be able, will he be able to run like he's run before? Or will he be protecting his shoulder? Um, so I think Philly will I think Philly will win, but I, I wouldn't put it past the Giants. Well, as you as you mentioned yourself, I I I, I I'm going for the upset here. I'm going to go yeah. for the Giants wow. win. Yeah. I'm going to go for the Giants win. It's going to be like by a one pointer or a two pointer. Yeah. It'll be tight as hell, but I reckon the Giants will do it because the Giants, as you mentioned. Teams getting hot. The Giants have done it before. Oh, the they went all the way. They went all the way. Yeah, went all the way and did it, and they beat the undefeated Pats as well in the final. So, you know, the guy, the, they've had experience. I know these guys haven't been playing now, but the Giants as an organization, the fans have got the experience of that. It's eerily, and, eerily similar to the last two. Yeah, it is, isn't it? it, and, it is. and you mentioned the mention of Jalen Hurts problem, and as you know, as you mentioned before as well about um, Philly, I've, I've 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 lost a couple of games with with Minshew playing. So these guys, but these guys are playing not not a hundred percent because why would you? They're too far ahead, weren't they? Yeah. Once you lost the undefeated streak, they were like, ah, oh, yeah, whatever. We're going to win the division, and that's about it. I'm not going to get the undefeated streak anymore. So, and we've got, I say, we've, we're the only team to actually beat Philly with Hurts. Everybody, yeah, it's true. As the yeah, it's true. And they didn't so have we other injuries as well. What are we going to do? And Giants can do what we can do. They have got a better offensive line than we have as well. They got yeah. better running back. I mean, you thought we got good running backs, but Saquon's a different level. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? You know, and the, and they got Daniel Jones. You could run better than Heineke can, and you could throw more better than Heineke. So if we do, if, if they do the right, if they do our game plan to the T, they'll, they'll they'll beat them. They'll beat them. I think Philly will do a better job uh, than the Vikings did of, of keeping Jones in the pocket. I think they'll be very conscious of that after last after watching last week and I think they'll make sure that their pass rush discipline, their lane discipline is, is better so that they don't let him escape the pocket as easily as uh, as Minnesota did last week. But it's definitely it's definitely uh, not as, as clear cut as it would have been, you know, a month ago maybe. Yeah. And, 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 yeah, and, and let's face it, it's family business, isn't it? Both yeah. in both in our divisions, family business. The form book goes out the window. Just yeah, like us like when, like when, when, when we beat them. Yeah. We, 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 we shouldn't have had any right beating them when we smoked them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it can happen. Yeah. And it's the third time they've played this season. So obviously they know each other inside yeah, out. It's so it's going to, yeah. you know, these, these interdivision games are usually closer than teams that perhaps don't know each other usually. as well because you know each other inside out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is the uh, the one I, I'm taking the Eagles, <clears> by the way. This is the one that we, uh, I, I can't call. I really can't. Um, the Bills were my Super Bowl pick. For getting into the into the Super Bowl and to winning it this year, um, before the season started, Bengals at Bills, very very <laughs> tough game. This Tasty and game. I Tasty. I want to watch this game. I really want to watch mm-hmm. this game. Um, Joe Burrow getting hot again, as you've said just before, Tony. This is the time where you see who the teams are. They started off at zero and two. 
Jamar Chase looks completely fit and raring to go. And the Bills have squeaked by in a few games, you know. They've not been themselves. So Josh Allen threw threw a few picks last week as well. So what are your thoughts on this one? You going, Scott? I'll I'll go Tony first, sorry. No, I was just wondering who's the OC? Who's the OC there? At the, the Bills? Um, I know Mike Shuler's around somewhere, isn't he? Kafka. Yeah, that's, is, he, is he the passing? Is he the passing guy, or is he, or is he the yeah, OC? I think Kafka's the OC. Is he not? Yeah. No, he's I mean, he's he, yeah. Kafka. Or is he? Well, either way, that shows how bad Shuler is because you've got the elite quarterback of of Allen, and he's thrown so many picks in the red zone. It's unbelievable. This, is, this, this guy is not at his level that he should be. Do you know what I mean? I think he's so been, there's definitely something going on there. I think he's had a little bit of a um, hero complex the last few weeks. Mm. Um, I don't know, Ken Kaf- Dorsey. Kaf- Kafka's the Giants. Kafka's at the Giants, yeah. It's yeah, Ken sorry. Dorsey. Um, he's the OC. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think that they just need... I think Alan just needs to settle down a little bit, take some of the easier throws. Um, for, for me, I think the Bills will win because I think the, the Bengals are getting... You know, not necessarily the skill players, but they're getting banged up on the, on the line at the wrong time. Um, I think they've got was it potentially three out of the five starters who may not play this weekend. Um, that's big. That's so, big. That's, that's that is big. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you know the Bills aren't the greatest sort of pass rush team. Obviously, they haven't got Von Miller at the moment either. So, but at the same time, I think if you watched last weekend that the the Ravens and I know that the Ravens know the Bengals inside out because of the divisional stuff. But you know, I think the Bengals only had like two hundred. 40 yards of total offense last week, um, something like that. So they weren't explosive. And, you know, if you know, Borrow's a hell of a quarterback and he's a hell of a decision maker, but if he's got, you know, 60% of his offensive line out, he, he might struggle. Um, Plus he's in Buffalo as well. So. Yeah. I mean, the Bills yeah, are the... minus 20, couldn't it? Do you know? Yeah. yeah. The Bengals have got a chip <laughs> on their shoulder, though, over this whole neutral field thing. And, you know, Mixon was banging on about it this week as well. So. Mm. I think the Bengals have, have, have uh, definitely got a bit of a siege mentality going on. So um, I, I think the Bills will win. But... It's a hard game, man. It's a hard game yeah. to call. I think, yeah, this, um, is... this is a 50-50 game. I know you could say, oh, well, the Bills are at home. They should be like, you know, 10-point favourite or whatever. But, you know, you don't know, you don't know what Josh Allen you're going to get. No, well, no. And I think no. everybody I think everybody just assumed that um, after the, 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 you know, the, the Hamlin um after the, after the Hamlin thing, that that the Bills would, would just ride this wave of emotion to the to the championship. Now, they may do, but the other side of the coin is that it may have taken quite a lot out of them um, emotionally as well. Now, obviously, I don't know that. I don't know which way it'll end up, but the last couple of weeks, they Damn haven't me. been at their best. You know, yeah, the, two, right. the, the, the two kickoff touchdowns, which obviously, you know, made sure that they beat the Patriots. And then last week, third string quarterback took them all the way. I think they got a bit complacent when they were seventeen nil ahead. I think they should have just, you know, they, they carried on playing as if the game was nil nil all, which is probably a little bit disrespectful to to Miami because you know I don't think they thought that Skylar Thompson was going to be able to pull yeah. them back. Well, now, I think that was it. That's exactly it. They thought that he wasn't, he's not good enough, and that no, no, that's it. It's over already. It's seventeen nil, and yeah, I think they got a bit. It's never loose. over. Fuck my Ake. It's never <laughs> over when you. <laughs> it's never over when you got Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. You know what no, I mean? And two beastly got, running backs as well. I think they got they got a bit loose, and I think that I don't necessarily think they'll do that this week against the, the Bengals because I think they'll have more more respect for Burrow, um, mm. and that Allen perhaps was thinking, oh, well, it's probably not going to matter if I chuck a couple of picks here and there. It's not really going to make any difference." Um, whereas I think it obviously it probably will this week. Uh, 
Yeah. And then the last game yeah. we've got then, boys. Tag, tag bills. Just, just Bills, I think. Yeah. Cowboys just. at 49ers. Well, this is easy, this one, isn't it? Cowboys. Well, it should be. It should be. Cowboys, You're going Cowboys? Yeah, fuck off, mate. No this is, way. This, is the, this is the one I'm going for the upset in. Really? Wow. Yeah. Dallas are going down, and they're going down big time. Uh, <laughs> this should be like, this should be at least 10 points, this one. It should away be. Away at 49ers. Away at the 49ers, yeah. That's a tough, smoked, that's a tough ask, that. That's a really smoked tough back, ask. Smoked. That's what I'm saying. I, I think the 49ers are going to do this, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at this now thinking they are a complete football team, you know, no matter what you look at. But the only question is obviously the quarterback. That well, is it. This is why I'm going for the Cowboys, and this is this is there's no evidence to support the theory that that Purdy might break down because they've been saying it every week and he hasn't. But, Eleven straight, by the way. Eleven straight wins. Yeah, <laughs> but but by the same but by the same token, you know, that first half against Seattle, Seattle had him in a bit of trouble. Um, he made a few bad decisions. He threw a few balls behind. Dallas has got a nervous, pretty, Dallas mm-hmm. has got a pretty yeah he could have been nervous Dallas has got a pretty fierce pass rush um and Micah Parsons man Purdy, have you seen yeah. The, yeah but have you seen have you seen the old line though for the Niners yeah the I know it's on one side and Armstead on the other I mean <laughs> the, I team, that, the team's I, awesome man I just I just think that Purdy is due and this is the only thing I'm basing this on and this could go completely spectacularly wrong but Purdy is due for someone to to find him out and for him to have a little bit of a rookie game. Where he makes a couple of bad decisions under pressure, throws a couple of picks, um, and the Cowboys just seem to get themselves in a bit of a groove last week, apart from the kicker. Um, now, I, yeah, you know, I'd about one of our guys that. Oh, next week. Joey Sly was looking at him, going, "Jeez, man, I can do that." Uh, I'm, I'm um, definitely keeping my job now. If you see this kind of shit, <laughs> yeah. But I, 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 I understand completely that 49ers will probably win, you know, reasonably comfortably. But I just have a sneaky feeling that the Cowboys are going to do it. So. Taking a cowboy yeah. as well. I mean, you know, I, I understand. I understand your, your your thought process and that, but I just can't. I just can't. I just can't see it. I just can't yeah. see him blowing it. I just, I just, I just can't. I mean, if if Purdy starts throwing really, really bad, they'll just they'll just give it to all the crazy one plays that they've got mm. on the checkdowns, and yeah. Parsons will be out of the game because obviously he's trying to get through. And they'll be yeah, ball's already gone, mate. Bye. Yeah. You know, yeah. got a good fullback as well, so they can use him in the backfield. The only fall, I mean, I mean, this guy got pro ball, right? Um, the guy you're yeah. talking about there. There's no fullbacks who play in the NFL. So why should it be, so be a Pro Bowl spot for a fullback? I thought they'd almost phase that out, but there's, there's um, <laughs> what's his name, Rickard. It's uh, the Ravens as well. Always seems to get the AFC. Uh, <laughs> so there's two guys not... in the whole NFL because they, they, need, they need some more genuine fullbacks. Oh, there's a couple, but I can't think of it. I know. Yeah, um, I exactly I... because they're not that good and they're not, they're not that in, in the game. They're more blocking guys. Do you yeah. Know? yeah. What I mean, so yeah. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. There shouldn't be a Pro Bowl spot for a fullback. Who are you taking for? Who are you taking for your Super Bowl then, um, Tony? We'll finish, uh, it, on, we'll finish it on that one. Go for the Chiefs against Philly. Chiefs Philly. Wow. You okay. want a winner, or do you want? You yeah, go on then. Who are you going with? I, I think the Chiefs will win it. Chiefs. All right, great. That'll, be, that'll bo- actually be really good. Boring pick. It'll be a really good, uh, really good Super Bowl actually. To be fair. Well, thanks very much for being on with us, uh, Tony. Really appreciate your time today. Um, no, cheers, boys. Enjoyed you know, that. It's been a great, great to catch always up with good, you. We obviously, always good speaking. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we've always seen you um, in September. A great fan. Really appreciate you being on here as our first guest. Um, if you, if you are, I don't know if you're on social media in particular, but if you want to plug your social media handles or anything, yeah, they can um, find you. 
Well, I'm just on, I'm on uh, Twitter at Tony J Wheat and uh, obviously do some writing for uh, Full Press Commanders. So it's uh, at at Full Press Commanders. Um, so that's those two things. That's the main the main stuff. Brilliant. Well, thanks very much for being on with us. Thank you, Scouts, for being on here as always. We will continue to keep the mic rolling because throughout the off-season there's going to be more and more stuff to talk about, especially around the sale and around who we hire as the OC. And then we're into free agency and then we're into ultimately the draft. So stick with us throughout the summer. We fully really appreciate you subscribing and liking on YouTube. Um, numbers are going up every week as we speak and I'm pretty certain they'll go up this week. So thank you again, Tony. That's it from us, guys. We'll catch you next Thursday um, evening. It will drop in your feed for Friday morning. So, uh, yeah, take care and stay safe. Thanks very much, everyone. Cheers, Tom. Cheers, guys. Thank you for listening to The One Point Safety Show. You can find us on all major podcast apps, Apple, Spotify and Google. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you'd be kind enough, please leave us a five-star review. You can find us both on Twitter at ScouseAndy20 and at ScottyH84. We hope you can join us again for another episode of the One Point Safety Show. Thanks, everybody.